How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is April the 24th as we head in to another weekend in our new normal as we continue to trudge along here through this no sports time, the NFL draft, a much needed respite, but that will be over after this weekend. And then it's back to the grind here as hopefully as uh, you know, we continue to move along. Hopefully sports can come sooner rather than later, but hopefully You've enjoyed as much as I have uh, finding new things to talk about and doing a little Mount Rushmore actions. We'll continue to have fun with Mount Rushmore. I feel like it's the perfect theme to get through this time. The um, somewhat cliche, but I think fun. Cliches are f- cliches for a reason because sometimes they are good and true. In this case, the Mount Rushmores are fun to talk about. And um, we have done the entire baseball diamond. We have done first base, second base, third base, shortstop, catcher, Left field, center field, right field. We've done right-handed starting pitchers, left-handed starting pitchers. We've done relief pitchers, and we've done managers. Coming up soon, next week most likely, we'll do the Mount Rushmore of baseball. But I figured there's some fun other ways that we can go about this and and find some more ways to do some Mount Rushmores. And um, shout-out to my brother Peter, who is awesome, and I am his biggest fan. I think he's... The coolest guy I know. But also, Peter is a massive baseball fan. Uh, Just, if you think I'm a baseball nerd, well, guess what? It runs in the family because my brother's a baseball nerd too. And my brother's been listening to these shows, and he's been awesome about it and having a blast arguing my decisions with me and giving me tons of grief. (laughs) He's giving me tons of grief. Not having Eddie Collins at second base. Not having A-Rod and Ozzy at shortstop. Maybe the most grief he's ever given me. He's still texting me about it. Um, Giving me grief about which managers I've chosen, which uh, I think the only one we've agreed on from the jump so far is left-handed pitchers. Um, Shout out to Peter for agreeing with me on that one. But it's been really fun discussing it with Peter. And he made me think, you know what would be a fun Mount Rushmore to do, especially going into weekend on a Friday? We're doing the Mount Rushmore of snubs today. Who did I snub from their Mount Rushmore the most? Who deserved to be on the Mount Rushmore the most? Who isn't? We're going to do a Mount Rushmore of the snubs today. And a big shout out to Peter for planting this seed in my head just by arguing me and discussing me. And again, if you ever want to reach out about it, uh, at James Seltzer on Twitter, I'd love to, to have a dialogue and go back and forth. This Again, as I'm doing these, and first of all, I, Peter also likes to point out that it is quite a subjective 
uh, criteria that I have for the Mount Rushmore's, and he's not wrong. Uh, it's, it's my own thing that I'm making up and coming up with this, you know, blend of, of who was the best player, but also the legacy and their fame and, and all that stuff that matters. So, um, you know, it is subjective, but but what isn't when I'm the one making the decision? So um, I, I think it's a fun thing to do today. We're going to go through each position and, and talk about the biggest snubs and decide at the end the Mount Rushmore of the snubbed. Who are the best of the best? And this one actually is probably going to be the toughest because as I look over my list of names, like it's one thing to have like, oh, it's a tough decision at shortstop because you have six guys who deserve to make it. Everyone I'm talking about deserves to be on some sort of Mount Rushmore today. We're talking about a bunch of legends, a bunch of all-timers who would be on, um, and certain guys who if they didn't play the position they played would probably be on a, another Mount Rushmore, better than people who made it on another Mount Rushmore. So um, it's going to be a fun one today, so let's dive in. The Mount Rushmore of snubs, and again, thank you, Peter. You rule, and I appreciate you. Um keeping me in my place as it were and and really you know making sure that i don't get too big for my bridges all right let's dive in um first and foremost we start uh and again uh we won't mention the uh mount rushmore of phillies uh but if i did uh, just because it you know we're, we're talking on the uh the bigger scale today but if we did uh the number one snub uh for the mount rushmore of um for the Mount Rushmore Phillies would be Jimmy Rollins. So shout out to Jimmy. You deserve to make it. You didn't make it. Um, but still, um, that would be the number one Mount Rushmore snub there for the Phillies. But that is not what we're doing today. So just giving Jimmy a quick shout out. Let's dive into the Mount Rushmore of snubs. Starting at catcher, I think the clear biggest snub was Ivan Rodriguez. It was a tough call coming down to the end. Ivan, such a great player. And I went with Piazza of the newer catchers. Um, he deserves to make it. I went with Campanella, Bench, and uh, Piazza. Uh, Campanella, Bench, Piazza, and Berra. And I don't feel bad about any of those decisions, but I think the one uh, fist, Carlton Fist, you could say. But I'm, I'm going to give Ivan Rodriguez the, the number one snub there. He's in the running. For they go to first base, there are a few snubs at first base. Uh, Hank Greenberg hurt me to my core, being that I am... Jewish, and I am a huge fan of Jewish athletes who have success. And Hank Greenberg was like the pillar when I was growing up. It was him and Sandy Koufax. Those were the two that you looked to. And we've had some good ones since then, but those were the two. Those were the, the ones that, that young Jewish kids who dreamed of playing baseball in the major league someday, who I was one of, and, and I never got anywhere close to that level of talent. But um, Hank Greenberg and Sandy Koufax were the guys, and I was never a pitcher, so Hank Greenberg was my guy. I loved Hank Greenberg. So, um, and, and it's not, again, to be fair, not just because he's Jewish, like an amazing career. And we, we, uh, we detailed it before. Hank Greenberg, such a great baseball player and such an underrated baseball player. Hank Greenberg, just a, a truly great baseball player in the 30s, and 40s, 1930 to 1947, he had a 313 career average, along with 331 career home runs. He was a two-time World Series champ, won the AL MVP two times. Hank Greenberg, a big-time snub for me. I think the other snub that um, sticks out to me at first base and, and really came down to the end with, with these guys was Harmon Killebrew. Um, I would have loved it. I went with Willie McCovey over both those guys, and again, I don't feel great about it. That's why we're doing this show right now is because I don't feel great about 
you know, a lot of these decisions, they're tough. They're tough decisions. And as Peter likes to let me know, some of them were not right. But Killebrew, of course, an all-timer as well. 573 career home runs back when that was something that really mattered. You know, 573 was a big number back then before, you know, and even still is, let's be real. But but it was certainly um, a big number back in the day. And then 13-time All-Star AL MVP as well. Um, Armin Killebrew on the list of snubs. Also um, on the list of snubs, and he's at multiple positions, and it's really because he played so many positions that he ended up getting snubbed. When you're looking at the best at each position, Pete Rose never stuck at a position. He played at first base more than anywhere else. He played outfield more than anywhere else, technically, but not one position in the outfield. Pete Rose deserves to be in this discussion here. Pete Rose, of course, the all-time hits leader. Now, granted, sullied his, uh, his reputation a little bit, but we're talking... I mean, if we're talking fame and stuff, Pete Rose actually probably has to be on a Mount Rushmore, right? Uh, you know, it's a different. It's it's how much is that sully it now? Him, you know, doing what he did certainly has uh, made him a pariah, so to speak. But Pete Rose needs to be mentioned. So at first base, we're gonna nominate for the all snub team. And again, I'm gonna have to choose four of these, and I don't know how I'm gonna do this. This is gonna be really tough and probably somewhat arbitrary at the end because there's too many names here to really choose the right four. But Hopefully Peter doesn't get too mad at me at the end. Um, we're giving Hank Greenberg, Armin Killebrew, and Pete Rose. Pete Rose also snubbed in the outfield. So Pete Rose snubbed all over the field. Played a ton of second base, too. All right, speaking of second base, uh, Eddie Collins and Nat LaJoy, both all-time great players who deserve to be mentioned. Peter was um, keen on pointing out to me just how great Eddie Collins was, and he was. Like, let's be real, 333 career average with 3,315 hits. I mean, that is an insane number. He was a six-time World Series champ, AL MVP in 1914. Eddie Collins deserves to mention, as does Nap LaJoy. Nap LaJoy, of course, a, uh, a, you know, I think probably a little more popular than Eddie Collins. I think more people have heard of Nap LaJoy than Eddie Collins, but I think Eddie Collins is probably a better player than Nap LaJoy. Regardless, both guys deserve to be mentioned in our all-snub team. Moving on to third base. Third base was tough. There were some real... Really close calls at their bases. It was a, a crowded position. Shout out to Mike Schmidt, who was the only one who wasn't even a question mark, obviously. Deserved it and got it, as he should have. But there were some really close ones at their base. The, the ones that stand out to me the most, um, that really kind of need to be mentioned in this potential chance to rectify my mistake... Um, the two that, that really stand out are Wade Boggs and Chipper Jones. Wade Boggs, as we talked about, um, just an all-time great hitter, just a, a stud of a hitter, um, a, a career 328 hitter. Think about that. That is not 3,000 tenants. And then you got to mention Chipper Jones, too. Chipper Jones, I mean, he was a brave, so you know, you know, screw that and all that. But uh, MVP, 303 career hitter. I didn't realize his average was that high. Um you know, over 400 career home runs was just a uh, 468 career home runs, which is a great player. Chip Jones is a great player and um, deserves to be mentioned. Deserves this spot on the all snub team, and this is the all snub team. Eventually, we'll get to the all snub Mount Rushmore, which is gonna be a lot harder, as I said. All right, let's get to shortstop, where my brother skewered me the most, and rightfully so. I mean, he he gave me a a, a talking to about it. And uh, and I, I deserve it. I get it. Look, this was a tough one at shortstop. I think my brother's biggest issue was that I chose Derek Jeter or Alex Rodriguez, and I get it. I, I struggled with it as it happened. If you want to go back and listen to the show, you can hear it. It was it was a tough call. It wasn't easy. Um, but Alex Rodriguez, 
Look, steroids are not. The fact that I didn't have Alex Rodriguez on a Mount Rushmore is is my bad. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I mean, come on. The guy had over 700 career runs. He's a, an all-time, all-time, all-timer. I mean, Alex Rodriguez's numbers. And also, if I'm going to you know talk about legacy and fame, I know his legacy is sullied somewhat, but at the same time, he's also as big a name as anyone we've talked about, at least of the, the modern era players, had 696 career runs, almost over 700, excuse me, um, but also had 3,115 hits and a 296 career hitter, a 14-time All-Star, World Series champ, three-time AL MVP. That's my bad. Alex, you've got a very good chance of making the Mount Rushmore of stubs today, so I apologize. That's on me. Also, do need to take a hit for not having Ozzy Smith on the Mount Rushmore of shortstops, and um, I get it. That's my mistake, too. Uh, Ozzy was, you know, the, when your nickname's The Wizard, it's a bad job by me. You know, Ozzy, um, but again, it's not like it was like through a, a, a dearth of, of choices here. It, you know, there was, this was not easy. This is not like this was a, a, a easy decision. I mean, you know, like Cal Ripken, are you, are you not going to have Cal Ripken on your, your Mount Rushmore of shortstops? I mean... What am I supposed to do there? Honus Wagner? Honus Wagner's not going to make your Mount Rushmore of shortstops? Ernie Banks? Ernie Banks? What am I supposed to do? I agree. Derek Jeter over Ozzy Smith and Alex Rodriguez is a tough call, but Jeter was the, the captain. The guy's nickname's the captain. He was the face of those great Yankees team that won five titles. He won five titles. So I get it. I, I think that, that Peter might be not giving me enough credit for how tough these choices are. And, you know, it's uh, it's not easy. But I do agree that A-Rod and Ozzy, both people who deserved to be on a Mount Rushmore. So hopefully we can rectify that today. Certainly, A-Rod, no question. Ozzy, the greatest defensive shortstop in the history of the game, most important position. All right, moving to left field. Um, Slightly less egregious sins here. I felt pretty good about my left fielder choices, but Corey Ostromski was a great player, uh, an all-time great player. He deserves to be mentioned. And, and Chulis Joe Jackson... I think from a, a fame legacy perspective, even though it's not a, a positive legacy, certainly it is a legacy. I mean, Shoeless Joe is is a, a name that people know. Shoeless Joe from Hannibal Mo. That one was for you, Peter. Um, so I, I think that, uh, you know, I'll mention Shoeless Joe. I don't think he's going to make this Mount Rushmore of snubs, but deserves a second mention as we go through here. Center field, another uh, hornet's nest <laughs> as far as it goes for tough decisions. Um, I stand by my decisions of of going with uh with um i mean uh, come on we're talking about willie mays mickey mantle joe dimaggio like you can't get mad at me for picking joe dimaggio but at the same time i get it i get it and obviously ty cobb a a no-brainer um that was uh, a no doubter so like i'm not gonna back off these decisions i'm not gonna you know kill myself for uh you know not choosing ken griffey jr mike trout but i agree they were mistakes my brother gave me some crap for that and i think griffey especially look mike trout's the best player of this generation mike trout like i said when we talked about it, is one of the great players of all time if he continues on the trajectory he's at legitimately like bontian like that kind of greatness but from a legacy standpoint i do think ken griffey jr is ahead of mike trout i do and and i think in maybe 10 years mike trout might be ahead of ken griffey jr but right now i think it's griffey over trout again not a better player trout's a better player done period log it in i i acknowledge it 
I mean, the fact that Trout's played seven years has been like one number one or number two in MVP voting all those years is is among the craziest factoids in baseball history. Um, Mike Trout is unbelievable, but I think Ken Griffey Jr. for a generation, like there's a generation of fans that Ken Griffey Jr. was everyone's favorite player, and he was truly meaningful. And then also over 600 career home runs and had an amazing career and was one of the great center fielders we've ever seen from a, a highlight defensive perspective and all that type of stuff. So I really do feel bad about Griffey. I, I think that if you want to tell me I should have put Griffey over Joe DiMaggio like Peter did, I get it. I think that's a fair argument. And look, Trout's a better player than DiMaggio. I, that sounds like heresy, but it is. It's true. I mean, Trout is a better player than Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio is just a bigger player. I mean, Joe DiMaggio is a more meaningful figure in the history of the game. He is right now, for sure. And he also has the titles, too. I said World Series matter, and that does matter. So that is something to consider. But I do think that Ken Griffey Jr. was a, a maybe my toughest omission among all of them. And I do think that um, he's got a real good chance to make the snubs. Let's just say that. All right, right fielder. Uh, some snobs. I felt pretty good about my list, and that was a tough one, too. I mean, you got Babe Ruth and Hank Aaron coming in the same position. I mean, that's some serious stuff right there. Um, but Reggie Jackson, Tony Gwynn, and Mel Ott are all haymakers. I mean, Reggie Jackson, your nickname's Mr. October. I mean, that's that's something right there. Cheltenham own. I mean, I did have a little Philly bias throughout, and I probably should have extended that to Reggie. My bad, Reg. But um, Tony Gwynn, too, just an all-time great player. Played his entire career in one spot. All-time great hitter. And Mel Ott, 511 home runs way back in the day when that's something serious. Um, I think all those guys deserve mention here as we we go through our, um, our Mount Rushmore of snubs here. Uh, all right, uh, moving on to right-handed pitchers. This was another tough one, and, and of all of them, um, this was another one that my brother skewered me for, and, and fair. He did not enjoy my Christy Matthewson pick. He thought that it should have been Nolan Ryan or Greg Maddox. And you know what? I get it. I think both those guys have real arguments, especially Maddox. Um, Maddox won four Cy Youngs. I mean... That's something, you know. And then Bob Gibson, Tom Seaver. I th- of all of them, this has the most misses. Bob Gibson, Tom Seaver, Greg Maddox, Pedro Martinez, Nolan Ryan. All that could be their own Mount Rushmore. And then one of them still snubbed. I mean, that's how tough right-handed pitcher was. I went historically. I went old school with it, and that's fine. I I, I stand by my picks, but I think Nolan Ryan and Greg Maddox particularly have very strong cases for a snub here, especially like Nolan Ryan. If I'm going to do my whole, you know. Legacy and all that matters. I mean, Nolan Ryan is is one of the all timers in terms of legacy. In terms of look, he's got the most strikeouts ever, by far, <laughs> by by a, a mile. He's got you know uh, seven no hitters. I mean, come on, and like enough uh, umpteen one hitters. I mean, just a, a dominant pitcher who pitched for a really long time and mattered. Um, so may I call him? I feel you know Christy Matthewson. I I went with, but I could see if you want me to put Nolan Ryan or Greg Maddox over him. I get it. I think that's fair. Left-handed pitchers. I felt that I chose to Carlton over Warren Spahn slightly because of Philadelphia bias. So my bad, but um, I stand by it. But Warren Spahn, the most wins ever for a left-handed pitcher, needs to be re-mentioned here. Same with Whitey Ford. Whitey Ford, a, a playoff dynamo, World Series winner, um, you know, multiple times over. Um, both guys deserved a better fate than not making the Mount Rushmore of left-handed pitchers, but you know, I feel good about the choices I made. That one was good, and actually for that one to be to be 
fair, Peter did agree with me on that one. Peter was a, a fan of my choices there. So, you know, thank goodness I got one right uh, in his eyes. But um, ultimately, I think Spawn and Ford deserve to be mentioned. And look, Clayton Gershaw does too. Clayton Kershaw doesn't have a World Series yet, but ultimately Kershaw will go down as one of the great left-handed pitchers to ever pitch in the history of the game. And in a way, you know, as his playoff struggles are a legacy unto themselves, but Kershaw, um, one of the greats and deserves to be mentioned. Relief pitchers, like none of these guys are are passing the people we met, mentioned already on the, the Mount Rushmore, but I, I felt like in terms of who were the toughest omissions for me, it's Hoyt Wilhelm, Goose Gossage, and Bruce Sutter. I thought all three of those guys theoretically could have been on the Mount Rushmore of relievers. Um, I feel pretty good about the reliever list. I felt like Eck, Dennis Eckersley, Raleigh Fingers, Mariana Rivera, and Trevor Hoffman was the right four. Like that one, I, I really honestly don't have any qualms about. I feel really good about those choices. But I do think these other guys in Wilhelm, Gossage, and Sutter deserved to be mentioned. And then with the managers, that was a tough list. I think Earl Weaver, Joe Torre, Bobby Cox, and Joe McCarthy are the four biggest omissions. Weaver, I think from a historical impact and all that type of standpoint, is probably the biggest miss, even though in the moment it didn't feel that way. And in hindsight, Joe McCarthy, I think the best of all of them in terms of resume, but I think a lot of people don't know who Joe McCarthy is comparatively. Um, but look, none of the managers are, are going to be on this on this Mount Rushmore of subs. This is a, a, a list here. Think about all the Hall of Fame monster players we just talked about. And then think about having to whittle it down to four for the four biggest snugs. So just to go through the names one more time before we dive into it. Hank Greenberg, Harmon Killebrew, Pete Rose, Eddie Collins, Nap LaJoy, Wade Box, Chipper Jones, Alex Rodriguez, Ozzie Smith, Carl Yastrzemski, Shoeless Joe Jackson, Ken Griffey Jr., Reggie Jackson, Tony Gwynn, Mel Ott, Bob Gibson, Tom Seaver, Greg Maddox, Pedro Martinez, Nolan Ryan, Warren Spahn, Whitey Ford, Clayton Kershaw. We're choosing between them. Shout out to the relief pitchers and managers. You guys aren't beating that list. All right. Let's dive in now, and and let's make some picks, and I can't wait for Peter to get mad at me about these picks too. So uh, let's dive in. Um, as I kind of alluded to, I think there are two names that are going to make the list, and I think that when I did the Mount Rushmore, as a, as, a, as a baseball nerd, as a historian of the game, as someone who has grew up reading the stories about the, the, the forebearers, the people who built baseball, you know, um, I had a lean towards that. Again, look at my right-handed pitcher was Cy Young, Walter Johnson, and, and Christy Matthewson to go with Roger Clemens. I mean, uh, let's be real. Those guys played in the early 1900s. I mean, we're talking early old school stuff. So I do have a lean that way. So I'm going to rectify that quickly with the first two names that will make the Mount Rushmore of snubs list because I, I do think that if, if I had one criticism myself as I went through all these Mount Rushmores, it's that I had a bit of a bent towards the old school guys and I, the, the histories there. We're talking about history and legacy and all that, but I'm going to just rectify that now. The first two names on our Mount Rushmore of snubs. Peter, this one's for you. Alex Rodriguez, welcome to Mount Rushmore. Your face is being chiseled in that, that perfect face is being chiseled into stone. And Ken Griffey Jr., welcome aboard, sir. You are both on Griffey over Trout and A-Rod over Ozzy. I think those are the right decisions, both from a, a legacy standpoint and obviously from a playing standpoint. Not with one on legacy, one on Griffey over Trout legacy-wise and A-Rod over Ozzy playing-wise. So I feel very good about those two decisions. Now is where it gets really, really tough. I'm just going to trust my gut here. 
I really am. And I'm going legacy player, all that type of stuff. Um, and I think that he kind of got lost in the shuffle originally, like I said, because he played so many different positions a lot. But Pete Rose has to be on one of these Rushmores. You know, I'm someone who I don't, I don't have a lot of problems with the steroid era. I don't have that many problems with Pete Rose as a manager gambling on baseball. Like I do. I don't, I don't want anyone gambling on the game. I get it. But I also don't have a problem from a dinging his legacy standpoint. So I'm going to put Pete Rose on this Mount Rushmore. I, I hope Peter agrees with me because that's a bit of a controversial one here. But I think Pete Rose deserves, I think Pete Rose, you know, maybe the most famous player from his era in terms of all that's happened since and something we still talk about. So Pete Rose, can't, what we got Rose and A-Rod. What amount, this could also be the Mount Rushmore of other stuff, couldn't it? Uh, Rose, A-Rod, Griffey, and I feel like the last spot has to go to a pitcher. So for me, I love the left-handers we're talking about, but for me, I think this has to come down to Maddox or Nolan Ryan. And um, everything taken into account in terms of, of talent, in terms of legacy, in terms of what they meant, in terms of fame, in terms of numbers. Who still gets talked about today? I'd like to say congratulations to Nolan Ryan for making the all-snub Mount Rushmore final answer. Alex Rodriguez, Ken Griffey Jr., Pete Rose, and Nolan Ryan. Congratulations, fellas. You are the Mount Rushmore of snubs. And that was the most ridiculous show we've ever done. And I appreciate everyone for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Just keep doing what you're doing. And we'll be back next week with some more fun, some more Mount Rushmores, all kinds of good stuff as we continue to trudge along and hopefully provide a little bit of distraction, a little bit of entertainment during this tough time. So, again, thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. And thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 